1: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I read a book by Naval Ravikant which was called The Almanac of Raval Navikant. It's weird-ass fucking words, bro. So he's this Indian guy, he's an angel investor, he's got hundreds of millions, very successful guy, and he's also like a very happy guy, which is somewhat a rare mix, because usually you see like the ultra-happy, the ultra-successful guys being somewhat like unhappy and overworked and everything. I really like this guy's principles, especially for wealth as well, but there was a bit when he's speaking about happiness that at first I kind of, you know, took in, but now I severely disagree with it, and there was also someone else who spoke about happiness as well. It was... You guys, you probably wouldn't know him because he's he's like a, like kind of kind of small. His name is Mr. Money Mustache, and he's like a someone in the investing, like in the UK investing thing. But both people have pretty much said that kind of like the big thing in life is happiness, that that's what you should you know be directing everything to. And I'm starting to completely disagree. So in the previous video that I, I would probably post today on on Saturday the twenty I just briefly mentioned this but I I think happiness isn't the goal for masculine men and it might not even be the goal for everyone else but I've only like specifically thought about it for a man who is more filled with masculine energy because... That's what we're told. We're told, you know, do what makes you happy. Do, do do what makes you happy. And every now and then, if you do speak about happiness, you do usually get like some internet intellectual who'll give like a bunch of paragraphs. saying Like, no, happiness, it shouldn't be like this. It should be this. All those times I've always ignored this guy because I've just been thinking, okay, this is a guy who just doesn't want to be happy. And happiness is the most important thing, right? And I realize now that it's actually quite a toxic trap to value happiness highly because... You, we could be happy right now jacking off. We could be happy watching YouTube videos. We could be happy taking drugs. We could be happy eating junk food. We could be happy fucking around. Happiness, is, it's a very weird word and we don't exactly like know exactly what it is. Like, you know, we need someone else's definition, but it's kind of like positive emotion, pleasurable, smiling. And those things are really nice, but because it's so vague, if we chase happiness, if we chase this thing of like, oh yeah, like you know, feel good, hee hee, feel good vibes, that's so fickle. Because I don't know about you, but there's sometimes where I've got so good vibes, I'm so happy, and like five minutes later, I'm, I'm bat- battling fucking demons in my mind. And so by the by, the belief that happiness equals the success of life, I would be unsuccessful, and most people would be. When I say do the hard work, especially when you don't feel like it, that's so incredibly important because if you only do the hard work when you're happy to do so, you just won't really do it that much. If you live your life on something as inconsistent as your emotions, you're just going to be all over the place. I wrote down actually here. So, I was coming back from the gym, I think it was yesterday, and I was thinking all this shit, and I just quickly wrote this down. And I wrote, Instead of happiness, here's how to know if you're doing good in life. And there's three things. One, are you proud of your recent efforts? And we're gonna come back to this one. Two, are you grateful? And three, are you excited for something coming up? The most important I would say is this one here Are you proud of your recent efforts? And right next to this, I, I bracket and wrote, Not achievements work rate only and the word before this is recent that's so important recent efforts not the achievement not the results so we don't care if you're proud of like getting the grade we don't care if you're proud of 250k subscribers. it doesn't matter doesn't matter that was your younger self that wasn't you that wasn't you today that was your younger self shut the fuck up are you proud of your recent efforts the work rate let's say over the last three months and you ask yourself this question anytime are you proud of your recent efforts over the last three months not achievements. Really get this straight, not achievements. The hours, this is more about, I would say the easiest way to quantify this is like the hours spent with focus and intensity. Are you proud of the number of workouts? Are you proud of the number of sets that you did and the intensity of the workouts? Are you proud the intensity of the sets? Are you proud of the hours that you put into studying the hours that you put into business or side hustle? it's really important that we don't just narrow this down to just the achievements, you know, like the, the stuff that happened recently because you could be proud. For example, I could be proud of like the 250K subscribers, but as I said in a previous video, like I, excuse me, I haven't been working hard over these past few months. So I'm proud of the 250K subscribers and everything, but that's like me being proud of the younger version of myself, like way younger version you know, from like last year or something instead of the, the version of myself from like the last month or so. We've got to constantly keep updating this. Are you proud of this of yourself over the last few weeks? Of your efforts? Are you grateful? I think that's a fantastic question. That's so much better than are you happy? Are you grateful? Can you see like the positive side in everything around you, the good and the bad? That's incredibly important. Happiness is incredibly wishy-washy. Gratitude is like the scientific version of happiness and it's the thing that you have control over. Happiness, again, it's like that, that weird emotion that just kind of comes and goes. Sometimes you're literally just not happy. Like within a snap, you just get happy because you're like, oh, you're like, uh, that girl messaged me and then you're happy again. We we can't rely on something that's so like just whimsical, but gratitude. Are you grateful? You have control over that. If you aren't grateful for at least 50, like I speak to some people and they literally struggle with saying three things that they, that, that blows my fucking mind. And sometimes they have the audacity to say like, oh, can I, can I say the same, shut the fuck up, bro. Can I say the same things every day? Are you like, are you fucked in, like, I don't want to be like horrible, but are you fucked in the head? Are you really that fucked in the head that you can't pick three new things to be grateful for? This computer mouse. The fuck? Like, oh, but I'm not... Shut the fuck up, bro. Are you grateful? If you can't unlock that part of your brain where you're grateful for your computer mouse, where you're grateful for the light, you're like, oh yeah, I'm grateful for the light in the back of Hamza's video. If you can't, like, express that... You need to like sit down and fucking figure this out because you're not going to be a happy person And you'll you'll start arguing with me. and You're ah, I'm, I'm happy, but no, you're not No, you're fucking not if you can't say that you're grateful for a hundred things unlimited things today Something is really really messed up. It shows that you haven't been doing self improvements at least my way You haven't been doing it the right way You should be able to write an unlimited amount of things that you're grateful for I'm grateful for this wallpaper Everyone always insults me, like when we're speaking about my room on YouTube, everyone insults me for this wallpaper. They say it's like childish or it's outdated or some shit. I'm grateful for it. When we moved in to this house 13 years ago, this this was the same wallpaper that we had up. Sometimes on lonely days, I would literally like stare at the there's like blue circles around the yellow. I would stare at the blue circles and just kind of compare them to each other and just be like, wait, they're all different? Did, did someone literally like manually do this and i'd like trying to find one which was like the exact same as the others i can still remember those moments that's wallpaper i didn't plan to say this by the way but how can you not be grateful for something like that people don't open up their brains to something like that and it's no wonder that people are so depressed the cure to depression is gratitude but you have to practice it and so if you right now if you can't say that you're grateful and if the only things you can say you're grateful is like i'm grateful for my family that's nice but the true skill of gratitude comes when you can start expressing gratitude for the small random things. I'm grateful for these Sharpies. Why? Because these are the ones that I use to write stuff on my wall. Here as well. These Sharpies, these random ass Sharpies that i bought, like these cheap Sharpies, like these marker, fuck, these marker pens that i bought from Amazon, are the reason why I have my goals up on my wall. And that's the reason why I'm becoming successful and I'm chasing, like, I'm chasing excellence. Can you not know, see with, with everything around, you can literally just, you can, like, find a reason to be grateful. But so many people just, like, it's almost like the type of people who say, like, don't know. I know this is a weird example, but it's the type of people who say, like, don't know, when you ask them, don't know. What are you grateful for? I don't know. If you want to be part of that, bro, you're fucking... You stink, bro. You need to, like, fucking brush your teeth or some shit. That's the type... I don't know. I, I don't know. Three three things that I'm grateful. Shut up, bro. What the fuck? Like, how can... Tell me three things. I'll tell you right now. Three. Fast. You better be like that because if you're not, that's... It's such a weird life that so many people, especially my age, but to be honest, probably people every age, they have to, like, take some time and, like, they just force an answer there's a hundred different things that you can be grateful for and you must be able to say, like you must be able to express that. Now, if hopefully if you're watching this and you are the person I'm talking about, chances are you're already against me and you're not gonna watch the rest of this video and, and you're just gonna have like small dick energy because I insulted you and now you don't wanna listen to me. But if you do have like a bigger dick energy than I do and you wanna prove me wrong, then the way to level up your gratitude is just with gratitude journaling. And it sounds silly and you won't want to do it, but literally just write, just bullet point the things that you're grateful for and don't write the same fucking thing. So the three things that... Shut the fuck up, bro. <laughs> I went on a, a rant, but it, every now and then I, I just keep speaking to people and they're like, oh, Hamza, can I use the same ones every day? I'm like, come on, bro. Is that is that really like the level that your brain is at? That can I use... Shut up. That was a big ass fucking rant about gratitude. I'm sorry. <laughs> But that's very, very important. That's how you know if you're doing good in life. Not only would it mean, like, if you said yes to this, are you grateful? Not only would it mean that you have things to be grateful for, which we all do. 100% of us do. No matter how bad you think your life is. Trust me when I say you probably have more to be grateful for if you're having a bad life. I could, this could be a whole fucking video on, on gratitude. But to be honest, this video was going to be on happiness. And the main point that I could actually, I didn't even plan to say this, but the main point I could actually leave you with is that happiness is just so silly gratitude is where it's at. And if you're watching this thinking, know, oh, but it in my life so hard and everything, like, you know, this happened to me, this happened to me, this ha- happened to me. Please trust me when I say that you should be more grateful than everyone else. I spoke to my assistant uh, a couple of days ago and he's going through some, like, tough times. He lives in India and everything. And he's he's like re- feeling really lonely. He's surrounded by like fucking, like in a dangerous situation, like literally physically dangerous. And, you know, he was asking for my advice on how to cope and everything. And I said, I, I literally told him like, you're a, you're a smart man. You know about the value of suffering and of going through a hard time. Like, you know, we, I was telling him to match in like, kind of like, you know, like the, the stoic quotes and all those kind of stuff, which says like, oh, you're yeah, like, um, I wish not for an easy life. I wish for the shoulders to bear a hard one or something, right? We We know about the value of suffering. So I said, if if we could click our fingers like this and just save you from this pain and you could live an easy life, would you? And straight away, he's like, no. So all you've got is gratitude then. Like, you want this pain. You don't want it, but like, you've got to be grateful for it. You wouldn't just give it. You wouldn't take someone else's pain. That feels disgusting. Imagine all of your worst moments right now. You wouldn't swap with me. Even if my life was way easier than yours, even if my life was better, you would not. Because that that feels weirdly disgusting because you're grateful for yours and I'm grateful for mine, but if you haven't expressed gratitude for like the shit that happened to you, then it has complete control over you. The moment you express gratitude is, is when you see the positive side of the hard stuff that you've been through, and that's a beautiful experience. I'm grateful for getting literally abused as a child. I'm grateful that I worked a job that would make me cry most days. I'm grateful that I was skinny fat. I'm grateful that I thought I was ugly. I'm grateful that I was like brown skinned in a school of white boys. I'm grateful that I was way below average. Because if I wasn't, I would, if I wasn't grateful for all that, I would still be in that exact same position. Because I'm grateful for the experience of working in that shitty job. Now I'm doing this business. Do you not see I can look back and think of the huge learning lesson like the huge desire it put into me to be an entrepreneur how priceless is that I'm grateful that I was a loser in high school because if I wasn't a loser if I was slightly above average if I was average I would have stayed average I would have never had the desire to get to this point where I like I literally get like a smile on my face thinking about like beating other men in a competition that they're not even aware of and maybe that's like toxic I don't give a fuck bro. I'm I'm winning either way. And then, yeah, that's so arrogant and shit, but like, it's the truth. I'm grateful for all that. And you have to be, that shit that's happened to you, like child abuse, whatever it is. I know this just sounds fucking crazy that I'm saying like the crime that you've experienced, you should be grateful for, but you need to be. Otherwise, there's no growth for you. And we know for a certain fact that that suffering causes growth. If you allow it to. At this point, I know it was just a random, it was number two of this point of how to know if you're doing good. You know, this was supposed to be like a couple minutes section in this video, but it's, it's really highlighting, like, you know, it's, it's hitting me again, the importance of expressing gratitude for the, especially for the bad things that are happening, but even for the good things. So I've listed three things, like not th- three things for gratitude, but, you know, I've, I've said three things of how to know if you're doing good in life. The first one is being proud of your recent efforts. The second is grat- uh, if you're Grateful. This is so incredibly important especially be grateful for the good thing like be grateful for the good things but especially be gr- grateful for the bad things and the the third thing here is are you excited for something coming up this was an interesting one but I thought it was quite important I, I forgot where it was I think it was again in the four hour work week by Tim Ferris the book and I think it was him I think. It was him who said that happiness is too like wishy-washy. Or whatever, focus on excitement instead because you can't really fake that. Excitement is just pure bliss. It's, it's pure like such a positive emotion. Are you excited for something coming up? You you choose like if coming up like however long is defined by coming up. So it could be a couple of weeks, couple of days, it could be months or whatever, but like, is something exciting? Like, are you excited for something coming up? That's such a, like a beautiful thing to to think like, oh yeah, like something is coming up, I'm going on that trip or something's coming up. Yeah, it's, it's like the self-improvement gains that are gonna, you know, it's the gains from the gym. I know for a fact I'm gonna be building some muscle and I'll, I'll be able to see it in like a month or two. Are you excited? Because this kind of ties into the the, both of them, really, the both previous ones. Are you proud of your recent efforts? Well, if you are, you're probably excited for the results that are going to come from those efforts. And are you grateful? And are you grateful? Because if you are, then you're probably going to be excited for more growth to come. There's probably more that we could add to this. And if you have any suggestions, the, the topic that I wrote is how to know if you're doing good in life. And I want something to kind of replace happiness as a metric for knowing that you're doing good in life. I never thought that I would be one of these people who say to like devalue happiness and I would see these guys comment on videos all the time saying, no, 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 happiness isn't the goal and like they'd always like related to things of like stoicism and everything and I'm, I think I was a lot more feminine previously because I literally just wanted to like feel good, have good vibes and all this. I'm starting to see the immense value of, excuse me, the immense value of not just Thinking about your emotions, but thinking logically. Are you fulfilled? Are you leaving a legacy? There's so many other things to think about and happiness just, I think happiness makes you too content. Now, the reason why I made this video and I started it with that Naval Ravikant guy is because he said that happiness is when there's no more desires. He said that desire is suffering. It's a weird topic, so we'll break this down, right? Desire is is the want for something. So it's kind of like setting a goal, and suffering is like, you know, pain. It's like bad stuff, right? So his idea, which I think is actually right, this is almost like a Buddhist sort of meditation understanding. It really is actually, uh, Buddha said this as well, that desire is suffering. When we want something, when we don't just allow whatever to happen. We automatically have to suffer. Naval Ravikant said, when you're going to choose to have a desire, make sure it's like, it's an essential one and just ask yourself the question, am I okay with being unhappy up until this desire is met? That is a fantastic understanding of this concept. When you have a desire, so it could be you see a girl over there and you want to speak to her, you want to like be with her. It could be you want to make money, you want to make gains. Is it worth so much? that you are willing to be unhappy until the goal is satisfied. And, you know, this kind of puts like a negative thing. It kind of says like have no desires. But I disagree. And one of the, the videos that I have just titled here, it was going to be a separate video, but I'll merge it with this one for the Hamza Unfiltered channel is desire is suffering, but I like the pain anyway. Because with desire comes growth, if you do it right. Of course, some people have the desire of of being a millionaire and they won't do shit about it. But You need the desire for self-improvement. You need the desire for the gains from the gym. You need the desire to be better, to get into the top 10% of men. You need the desire of her love. Otherwise, it probably just won't happen. So, we could be happy today if we dissolve all desires That's what he was trying to get to and that's what the Buddha preaches as well. Dissolve all desires and we can be happy and reach enlightenment today. No desires, no nothing. We don't want anything else. But the truth is, don't you want anything else? Are you completely fine with exactly everything in your life, your life set up right now, the the number in your bank account, the, the people around you, how you feel about yourself? Is that exactly how you want to stay? Or is it that the author of this book and even the Buddha actually, because the story is that the Buddha was like a young prince who of course was like very wealthy and everything. Eventually he gave it up. But I think potentially the way to go about this is that you need to achieve that huge level with first and then you can give up the desire afterwards. Does that make sense? Because it's this common thing that you see, which is like the person will make a lot of money first and then they'll kind of say like, oh, you know, money's not important and stuff the guy will fuck it like i'm pointing at myself like sound like a fucking fuck boy but like the guy will fuck a lot first casual sex and everything and then he'll say wait casual sex isn't important guys focus on purpose and stuff but you only get to have that lack of desire once you've kind of achieved the thing in the first place so whilst it may be possible for us to just give up all desire wait my camera's gonna die but i can hopefully if i just open the window it'll cool down a little bit this camera's fucking trash bro just overheat every video I'm Let's take a water break. Maybe if i pass some water over the camera. No, I'm joking. (laughs) And before I even read this book and before I... I I was into meditation at the time, but there was videos that I posted probably about nine months ago where I actually said similar things. I, I mocked people who were on the pursuit of money. Fuck. Apologies, my camera just fucking died. Like a minute after I said I w- it would as well. So about nine months ago I made a video titled Two Ways to Be Wealthy. And I said that one of them is you know get everything you want. Start so just you know, achieving wealth, money and everything, get everything you want. But the second way to feel wealthy or to be wealthy was want everything you have. The idea of like being grat- grateful and having no more desires. I think that these guys are totally right in the sense that when you have no desires, you will feel happy, and it's it's a state of enlightenment, which is kind of hard, and you can't. I don't think you can be able to fake it. And the idea is that you can somewhat achieve it in a state of meditation, that when you went, to, you, when you want nothing different, you like you are completely and utterly content with the now. And I think it certainly would be influenced by your, your life outside of the meditation practice in which you don't want anything else. And so it's kind of literally like a monk state where like you would literally give up everything, go to the monastery type of shit, right? And of course, maybe you'd go to the extreme side. Maybe you want to do the monks. Like, I'm not going to lie, that that would be like a in, very interesting experience. But to give up all desires means to, get, to give up growth, at least growth in the the materialistic world. And growth in relationships, growth in your developments. It's interesting that to reach enlightenment, you can't want enlightenment because that's a desire. So it's that thing of, it's it's like a constant pull that you have to bring back. This is what meditation has always been about. It's like your attention constantly diverts to like a thought, a feeling, a desire, and you have to constantly bring it back to something in the present moment, generally your breath. So it's a very, very interesting, and the idea is, okay, well, constantly do this, and be happy, and have no desires, and, you know, be totally content with how your life is right now, but I I just, I don't like the sound of that, because I mentioned this in just the previous video that I posted, but the guy whose book that I was reading, which kind of said this, Raval Navikant, he's a very successful guy, very, like, educated guy, intelligent guy, but I wouldn't consider him masculine. He he, no, completely no offense to him, but I'm just going to be brutally unfiltered and honest. He looks like a weak and feeble man. He looks like, literally, just like a little Indian that you can like, like, I don't want to sound horrible, but like, you know what I mean, right? So I wouldn't consider him masculine. I wouldn't consider him like a man of strength or courage or, or mastery or anything. Like, mastery maybe in his intelligence, yeah. So if for a young man right now, if you're watching this, I think it's good to have desires. I think that suffering of having a, desi- a desire, that annoyance of, oh shit, I just came up with something good. Hang on, I, I hope I don't forget that shit, okay. You know, like the pain and the frustration of having a goal that you are striving towards, but you know, it's a lack of progress and everything. I think that's a good thing because what I just thought just then, which is a fucking sick point, you know how there's guys that you know who aren't on self-improvement, they're not working hard, they're not going to the gym, they're not thinking about like improving their career or anything. And we've always been pissed off at these guys because they just seem like a little bit happier and more concerned. Well, this is exactly why because they have less desires than we do so they're closer to like enlightenment and they're closer to like being content and happy because it's our desire for the body from the gym that creates a sense of suffering inside of us when for example like we know okay we've got to go hit the workout we've got to get all the macros tracked. but or we missed we fucked up on the macros today and everything that creates a sense of suffering when there's a random, like, just fucking random ass normie guy who doesn't care about his physique, he's not even thinking about it. He's one step closer to enlightenment than us. I don't think he'll ever reach it because he'll still have desires, he'll still want to shagging, you know what I mean? He'll still, like, he's still fucking degenerate and everything. He still want, has the desire to go for pints with the lads in the pub, and, you know what I mean? He's still fucking, like, we don't like this guy, well, we don't like this fucking Jeffrey. But he certainly has a higher level of happiness than us this is sometimes you do see this on the comments of self-improvement and fitness and everything where you kind of said like the guys who aren't working as hard as us they're happier but okay yeah they are and it when you hear that you're like oh fuck, like they are they are happier so are we doing something wrong but like again happiness shouldn't be the main goal happiness is just one emotion of hundreds that we can experience and we don't what why should our main goal even just be on emotions anyway because emotions are so fickle and so inconsistent but it's a very interesting point. That guy who isn't on self-improvement is actually happier than we. He's more content than we are. He's more satisfied. He's closer to enlightenment because he just has less desires than we do. Someone like the most people who suffer the most and experience quite like a, a negative mental state are those who have such huge desires to like change the world or to be top level athletes and to, you know, to be top level entrepreneurs. And you often hear that story of the depressed athlete, the depressed millionaire because they want so much. But they don't give it up, do they? It's very, very interesting. They're unhappy, and they'll tell you, like, "Oh yeah, like they hate the training or something." But they don't give it up because this this stuff, which is more important than just the fucking emotions that we feel, we can feel negative emotion, unhappiness, stress, suffering. We can feel that, but there is something greater. And maybe it's something to do with purpose. Maybe it's like when we feel like we are peeling back the layer of our current purpose. So there's multiple layers. I should make a separate video, but there's like we have a core purpose that's deep inside of us and and most of us will never even understand even closely to what it is because it's surrounded with layers. It's like an onion. It's surrounded with layers of the purpose. So we need to fulfill the layers first before we get to the core purpose. So the layer, for example, for me right now, I know for a fact it's totally about more money. As much as I would love, I would love for it to be about like you know, helping as many people. I'm not gonna lie, I'm, I'm far more right now money motivated than I am motivated by the thing of like. I think my previous purpose was about specifically teaching guys about like the dopamine detox, addiction lifestyle, you know, trying to get people off that, and now. It, it's so clear to me that my, now it's about like the financial aspect of my life, which I kind of like pushed off for a very long time. I didn't think about careers or anything. Now that's that seems like the layer of my purpose and it doesn't feel like peeled back. It feels like I'm like right in the middle of it right now. You might know f- for you, it's whatever you obsess about. So it could be uh, relationships, it could be intimacy, it could be studying, whatever you, your mind just gets to- totally dominated by. That's generally what your layer of purpose is. If you allow your mind to not be distracted, which to be honest, you might not have. So if you're not, if you're not even sure what your layer of purpose, you haven't spent enough time looking at your wall and you're probably not going to take this advice, but I I just, I I promise I wouldn't lie to you. I don't make money from this or anything like if, if you turn this YouTube video off and stare at your wall for a couple of days, I promise you that you'll find greater direction in your life than actually watching the YouTube videos. Side note anyway. But that's how you find your purpose. Most people will just never even know because they just constantly distract themselves with more stimulus. And so the brain's just always switched on with all the bullshit instead of allowing themselves to just kind of think and understand who they are. I feel like I've covered like so many various points in this one video. So I might end it here because I feel like it's just all over the place. But I hope I've gotten a point across that we shouldn't really be prioritizing happiness. I think one thing that we should prioritize is positivity now that doesn't mean happiness but it means more like see like it's kind of like gratitude it's kind of like seeing the positive like the the, glass is half full mindset so even if something bad happens to me you still want to have like a positive mindset about it like the, this isn't exactly you know the purpose of life or anything but i think it's just something good to to counter the idea that okay we're going to move happiness lower but we want to still make sure that we're still positive people we don't want to be unhappy depressed people we still want to experience an an adversity and automatically our mind will tell us how to be grateful for it and how it could be an opportunity but i think that's it happiness isn't the goal do the hard work uh, especially when you don't be like it Mwah.